When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Let's hear who we have at the table, players and characters. Han, will you begin? Hello, I'm Hannah playing Winnie Hemlock. Brennan? I'm Brennan, I'm playing Arcos Gerard. And Rob? I'm Rob playing Magnus Vale, master of day and night, and now apprentice magical engine room guy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, And I am Amelia Som, your GM. And you all, by now, have been traveling for a couple weeks on the high seas. You embarked on rough waters. They've only gotten worse. As when you started, you were able to sail on the surface looking out at the waves of the ocean and you found uh, a comfort being able to go topside stand on the deck and look out as rocky as it might be as the storm grows on the horizon you spend a lot of your time under the surface now While the underside of the surface is still tumultuous, it is less so than being tossed about on the surface of the waves. And um, Julian has specifically found himself to be incredibly vulnerable to seasickness. So has uh, probably been going to Arcos for whatever spell is the equivalent of (laughs) Dramamine. I'm going to hit him with that with the, <laughs> with the the magical dramamine and just be like <clears throat> there there young one it, i must say it's a little interesting you can hop planes but a submarine is your limit there's not as much rocking back and forth fair enough i'll just put my hand on his head and, and utter some words um 
Just be careful. Don't breathe in too much or you'll be fast asleep for like a long time. Wait, how much is too much? Just, oh shit, there he goes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, Julian very gently uh, passes out into Arcos and takes naps probably for the best. I'm going to just pick him up and <laughs> try and find Magnus real quick. Yeah, Magnus, uh, where are you at any given time? Uh, Magnus, being the ADHD wizard that he is, uh, once he was shown the engine room he and that this was going to be a long journey, he very quickly completely committed to his role as like the engine maintenance wizard. So he has... Uh, <laughs> taken off his uh wizard's like heavy jacket and he has found somewhere another pair of overalls and is wearing like <laughs> an oil stained uh like gray sailor shirt underneath his overalls and How he has tall is uh magnus magnus um i think he's six foot yeah i would say that they're a little bit of they're a little high water on you <laughs> a little high the water the the overalls because you're you're taller uh than captain Right, yeah. So I think, like, maybe he doesn't, like, do the straps fully. He just kind of, like, has found yeah. a way to, like, well. Well, like, I would say, because they're overalls, like, the straps are fine. I'm just saying they come up a little higher on your calf than uh, uh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. regular. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so definitely, like, has uh, some, like, wizard sock poking <laughs> out. Um mm-hmm. And is like has taken to like wearing like goggles on his head while he's looking at all the magical instruments, partly just to shield his own eyes from the visual noise of looking at all this nonsense that is oh, in yeah. this engine room. Um, but yeah, I like to think that he's getting really familiar with the magic in there so that he could better repair it and maybe reverse engineer it if something goes wrong down the line. Yeah, and um. Well, there hasn't been anything that has warranted an outright like repair or malfunction. Um, it does require quite a bit of maintenance, and ca- the captain didn't exactly tell you that, but you would you noticed like, uh, you know, a, a rune that was glowing suddenly go out, and then other things started getting more on the frit. So you had to either recast magic into that rune, or modify the rune, or shape like things like that that are just constant in order to keep this engine running. Um, which you you don't fully understand it, but you you understand the shape of it. Yeah, I'm doing my best. There's a lot of slap shot. It hasn't magic overheated, going. and uh, the captain hasn't seems happy with how you've been doing it. It's like, yep, this is how it goes. <laughs> you just every time, you know, you got to just top off the oil. Don't worry about where it goes. Just top it off. <laughs> Skinner, I'm pretty sure this oil tank just goes directly into the bathroom. I don't understand how this is supposed to help anything. The only, look, all I'm saying is if you don't do that, it starts going on the fritz, so you just have to keep it going. <laughs> I, and this dial here, I, I can't make don't heads or tails. Don't touch the dial. Okay, is it supposed to, to freak out and go back and forth like that? Is it measuring something? That means something? it's working. Okay. <laughs> it, it is measuring something. I haven't quite figured it out, so let me know if you do. But when you installed it, surely you must have... Never mind, that was a stupid question. Well, Uh, this one actually kind of grew on its own. Grew? Okay. See, I didn't know that these things grew. Okay, so that makes... No, Atoros kind of has a... has a life about her. A machine spirit. Can she hear us now? Yeah, she hears everything that happens on the ship. Okay, so those things I said earlier, I didn't mean them. 
anyway, uh, the things about Arcos I meant, but uh, everything else was just... <clears throat> I'll see to it that the things stay running. All right. And uh, he salutes you. Magnus, and, like, uh, gives a sloppy salute back. You all have noticed that a lot, Captain spends a lot of his time when not actively steering, uh, which, unless either one of you wants to do it, he is taken to teaching Craig uh, how to keep the ship steady, uh, is mostly just going around and repairing leaks, problems, other things around the ship all the time. Um, <laughs> but Argos, if you want to head down to Magnus. I feel like I was going to like just drop off uh, Julian on, on Magnus and just see that whole thing unfold, like peeking in the doorway and be like, mm, best not to bother him. And go back uh, upstairs and then just like strap him in with whatever makeshift seat belt Autorius has. <laughs> Pat his little head. Yeah. <laughs> um, there aren't actually like... There aren't seat belts okay, on, on this ship. We don't need that. Um, the, you guys have probably been sleeping in hammocks that have been suspended. Awesome. And so uh, you can kind of fasten uh, the hammock closed, which you guys typically do since... Um, well, A, Craig doesn't really know how to steer a ship, so sometimes things get a little jostly, and also sometimes Captain insists on doing a barrel roll mm. as uh he puts it and so it's usually <laughs> best if you can situate yourself <laughs> snug inside the hammock <laughs> when you're sleeping because you just never know that's funny but yeah um you guys have been going for a few weeks you have whatever provisions you bought there always seems to be um enough food every time you open uh open the stores it's nothing too fancy but there's there's always fresh fish it's like cleaned it's ready to be prepared um you can't have open flame on the ship but you can do heating magic and those sorts of things in order to be able to cook it um, yeah i think winnie has probably taken it upon herself to be the the chef for everyone there's not much else to do. <laughs> so I think, yeah, she, she prepares three squares every day for everyone. Yeah. Um, there is always just enough food whenever uh, you open the storage containers for preparing your next meal. I think the first time when you started to like run low on your own provisions, you were a little nervous and then uh -huh. Captain didn't seem to worry about it. Great. Well, see, now I'm just like thinking about magnus being a part of the ship and like how he starts becoming superstitious about it like i think that he like goes over to the food container every once in a while as part of his duties and is like please bring us more food and he like taps it and like takes a spanner and just like tightens a few bolts every once in a while and just kind of like drizzles some like magic dust over it magnus Absolutely. you doing all right the ship is alive it has a soul, Winnie, and she's going to lead us to our destiny. But yes, I'm doing quite well. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing great. I'm doing just fine. Have you gotten a lot of rest recently? Magnus, like, takes off his, his goggles, and you see there's just, like, deep bags under <laughs> his eyes. Rest? No, there is no resting. There is only the sea. But it has been quite a while since I've taken a nap. I think... 
Winnie's going to make him a cup of sleepy time tea, not tell him it's sleepy time tea, um, just preparing it. Um, how about you have a, a nice cup of tea? Oh, oh, thank you. When was the last time you had a drink? Yes, I was feeling a bit parched. Thank you very much. <laughs> Where is that hammock? I put that somewhere. It's right around the corner. <laughs> yes. Uh, see you guys in the morning. Good night. <laughs> you get the hammock underneath the lens, and so you're both just like in your little bunk hammock, sleepy sleeping. Uh, Winnie, you hear Askrath, who, to keep herself busy, has been alternating. Um, Askrath, however, has spent a lot of time um, tending to graves, so spends a lot of time, knows how to keep them brain occupied when on their own. So, in addition to um, meditating, um, takes up some of the cleaning responsibilities and some of the maintenance behind uh, the captain. Uh, but as Magnus sort of heads off to sleep, uh, Askrath tells you, Winnie, uh, you know, he's right. Uh, who's right about what? Magnus? Magnus. Yeah, the there's there's some kind of life in this shit. You know, I think there's a, a lot of power in a name. So I feel like most named vessels probably have at least something stern in them. But uh, do you feel something? Yeah. It, uh, I mean, I've been nothing this big. Just not, I've never been to the ocean, anything bigger than a river. But no, there's something. I don't really know how to explain it, but it doesn't feel quite alive. But it's there. Hoping she likes us. I think she does. I try to be respectful. Try to clean whatever I use and put it back in its rightful place. Well, I don't think she'd uh, taken us this far if she didn't. True. You're very <laughs> right. Uh, how are you feeling being underwater for this long? Feeling a little bit of cabin fever, if I'm being honest. It's uh, not something I'm used to, and it's been dangerous, but this definitely feels lonely. Yeah, I'm glad we have you guys here this time. This is reminding me a lot of Olfair, just a little bit more confined, with a little bit more direction. Not much, but some, at least. Yeah, you uh, you ever look out the windows? Every now and then. It's mostly, you know, pitch, except for some of the lights on the ship when when they're working. But I've seen glimpses of massive sea creatures. Like I've never seen. I'm not sure if they're really there or if I'm just letting my imagination run away with me. But. It's interesting that things so big can have their whole lives live and die. We aren't even anything to them. Yeah, living down here in the dark, too. Scary thought. How are you holding up? I'm good. I I didn't realize it was going to be this long of a trip, but that's kind of the nature of this whole thing. I'm just... uh. 
I feel like we're we're almost we're almost done, you know? I feel like this might be this might be it. So I just kind of keep holding on to that little glimpse on the horizon. Yeah. Would you like a snack? I can make you a snack. I love a snack. When he makes her a snack, her favorite snack, whatever that may be. Yeah. Um I think at some point in the time when you've been traveling, you've made uh, these little apple turnovers. And Askarath specifically likes it when you make the really tiny ones. Mm -hmm. um, they insist it's because the filling to pastry ratio is better, but they just like <laughs> the really cute tiny ones. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, and most of most of the time... I mean, you've been at the mercy of whatever is in the storeroom and like fresh fruit typically hasn't come up. Like you guys have been eating a lot of like fish and seal and things like that. But when you go to open the, the cabinet, you see several fresh, perfectly ripe apples. All right. Yeah, I think we're in business and I give the little I give the wall a pat, I guess. I just kind of. <laughs> Thanks. Um, that might be, if we have a, uh, still a lot of time to go, that might be something that Winnie might try to, um, what's the word? Engineer, like a garden, something with like fresh herbs and spices. If she can like make a simulated like sun. Like an, uh, an arcane, like a magical equivalent of a grow light. Yeah. Something like that. Um, yeah. So I can, so you've, let's say you've been traveling for about a little over two weeks. Um, you can kind of get that started uh, easy enough between Magnus, knowing everything Magnus knows, uh, Arcos' whole domain being light and darkness, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> the captain kind of having, I and the more you've gotten to know it, it is, a very um, unique symbiotic relationship that the captain has with this ship mm -hmm. and like just knowing how to make things that we need to happen happen. Mm -hmm. um, you're able to set up a small little herb garden. Just Amazing. a couple things. Just like four, yeah. five maybe. Um, and you keep those going. Um, you're able to, via Magnus, send letters to Avi talking about the ocean and those sorts of things. So, uh, <laughs> Not say how scary it that. is or how crushing it is or how soulless it is down here. Yeah. <laughs> Leaving all that out. <laughs> yeah. Just probably making up some things like, oh, we saw a cool fish the other day. And we like saw embellishing a whale some details. Yeah. Swimming next to us on the ship. <laughs> and it waved hello. It didn't at all look like a 400-foot eldritch monstrosity. <laughs> a thousand eyes, yeah. Meanwhile, Magnus is sending the most unhinged messages to her in, like, engine <laughs> log day three. <laughs> Wait, can you also be sending that to all of the uh, Arcanaeids? Yeah. I think they would enjoy that, too. Yeah, it's, it's a chain email. Yeah, Jasper's Magnus. like, please remove me from this list. <laughs> <laughs> Reply all. 
that's fucking funny <laughs> you can try to unsubscribe from the the raven delivery system but it never works it's a completely yeah. broken link i feel like this is a thing that happens between you and jasper specifically because you just like to send out so much dumb shit and jasper's like i just need you to only do it when it's an emergency like i will come <laughs> when you call but i need you to do that and you're like absolutely won't happen again and then it happens again <laughs> <laughs> I just miss my boy. I want him to call me, so I send him junk mail. <laughs> yeah. Magnus the Boomer Wizard sending Facebook links that are never opened to show he cares. <laughs> um, but you all travel. It is boring as hell. You have each other's company. And compared to some of the other journeys you've had to take, it... This is, like, nice. It's weird, and you're in sort of eldritch darkness, and the sad is probably starting to to kick in, but you all have each other. You're in good spirits, and it has been pretty uneventful. Um, Craig has been steering with a bit more purpose probably after the first two weeks um mentioned just heading eastward just to kind of get to the ocean the deep sea and then figure it out but uh seems to be guiding you all toward something um at one point when the captain is at the the wheel he says i know it's been a while but i think we're going to need to surface Or surface. Um, for what purpose, Captain? I can't quite explain it, but she wants to go up. I trust her. Yeah, I the phenomenon has been on the fritz. I think she's getting a little restless. The the what? I mean, Magnus. <laughs> Uh, the phlebometer it controls the trim crystals that help the with buoyancy. It's it's also connected to the microwave. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> Magnus, you and the ship have quite a lot in common. You know that. Did you not listen to the Magnus log number one hundred fifty three? It's yeah. all ri- it's all in there. I had the great the worst mistake. I accidentally <laughs> hit the mute button every time that I'm trying to listen. I haven't listened to them in weeks. I think Winnie listens to them as podcasts while she's cooking. So I <laughs> yeah. think she gets all the information. Yeah. Just listening to Magnus's insane <laughs> rambling as he talks to the ship and gets it to work. It's it's funny. I think it's I think it's comedic for her. Also, I was just giggling at the idea that like you guys are getting ravens inside the submarine, like <laughs> from like ten yeah. feet away in like a slightly uh-huh. different room. <laughs> or maybe we just hear you, yeah, from the other room. We just hear you through the walls. Julian hates it. <laughs> Julian hates it. Julian's been trying to find a way to block it. <laughs> Do not send me emails from this sender. Um, Mark as spam. Mark as spam. Yeah. Uh, you all uh, secure. You are you are very deep under the surface to the point where none of you actually really can tell. Um, Magnus, because you were probably paying attention as you've been monitoring 
whatever the engine is, all the various things it tells you, which is that sea level um, on this part of the world is notably higher than it is um, on the other side, which is fascinating. And this ocean also extends far, far deeper beneath the surface. Mm. And you begin to ascend upward for the first time in a while. It takes a long time, so your ears can adjust. They're still popping. Julian is having a bad time um, as his stomach tries to adjust to the rapid change in pressure. Um, And you find yourself on the surface being buoyed by the waves of a very choppy sea. And if you all go up to the first level, not outside, but the first level, I'd like everyone to make a notice check. Hell yeah, hell yeah. All right. <clears throat> Yikes. Explode. Fifteen. So four. I got an eighteen. Okay, Arcos <laughs> with the four. <laughs> I mean, that's a, that's a success. Um, I'm tending to Julian. I'm a bit distracted. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a four is still a success. Right. <laughs> um, as as you look out, you see. Um, it's. I mean, it's clear that you're on the surface, and it's clear that uh, the waves are much, much higher here than anything you have seen in your entire life. Cool. Like the rogue hundred foot waves. That's just what's happening here. Awesome. Um, Magnus and Winnie, you immediately notice as you rise to the surface, um, you're being bobbed, right? Um, it's not flat. Uh, But after a while, you can kind of adjust. And even though you can't see the horizon, you realize you're sort of being lifted at an angle. That now that you are on the surface of the water, it seems to be rising higher and higher still. You've been traveling beneath the waves low enough that a lot of the surface movement hasn't been bothering you. And as you look... And you pay attention to this angle. You head toward the front of the ship. And you see that you are on. You're moving laterally. As the edges of the water begin to rise. And you look out and see a whirlpool. Miles and miles in diameter. And as you sit on the surface, slowly working your way in a spiral toward the center, the size of this, when I say slowly, I mean, you're moving pretty quickly. It is massive. It is maybe the size of a city or a small town. 
You don't know how long it's been here, but you feel it carrying you toward the center. And in the very center, above it like a hurricane, the sky is open and clear. And the water beneath it is pitch. Should we be freaking out? Is it, this seems like a good moment to freak out a little bit, right? I ask Magnus. Magnus probably not a bright mind. day 24. <laughs> we found the eye of the ocean swirling like a massive vortex. Skipper, are we going to be able to survive this? I should have asked him first. I... <laughs> Sends off a raven. <laughs> <laughs> Looking toward it and holding uh, the wheel which turns the rudder of the ship and says I don't know. The spot in the center. The dark water. It's calm if we can get there. Yeah. Is a storm always here? Or has it... Do you know? Has it just popped up in the past few? I've never been here. Right. Should have figured. No way of knowing. I mean, I've heard... Those who have ventured out any part of these seas usually hunt in monsters. Never mentioned uh, anything like this, but uh, they've mentioned Eternal Storm, so. Um, <laughs> Magnus is going to grab Craig and like, der- like point him facing the whirlpool and say, Are you feeling anything, lad? Magnus, he's not an instrument. Shh, on this ship he might be. <laughs> I um yeah it's like frustration I guess interesting the ocean certainly looks a bit pent up I think there's something but it's deep, deep below us. Well, Skipper, if we can't go through it, maybe we could go under this mess? Skipper looks more distant than you have. Sorry, he's not Skipper. I can't call him Skipper. Captain, don't catch me slipping up. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) The captain looks more distant then you have seen him throughout this journey at all. Um, And I don't think he responds to you in that moment. He's just sort of looking out and has his hand kind of resting on a part of the ship. Skipper, come back to us now. This is the adventure that you wanted, right? Right. Yes. Um, well, 
you're looking for a lost city, lost continent, lost something. Lost anything, really. We'll take what we can get. And What's whatever, left, even. Whatever it is, is under this whirlpool. I reckon we ride it out, see where it wants to take us. That's a man. Ride it out, indeed. Button down the hatches, or whatever it is you say around here. Well, all the the, the hatches should be battened down because we're, we're a submarine. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Puts the goggles back over his eyes. <laughs> Go, goes back inside. Yeah. You begin. Um, the captain pretty quickly discovers that there's not a way to really speed this process up. Kind of cutting at a diagonal occasionally. Um, but it pulls you further and further into the whirlpool. At the rate you're going, could be several hours. As you get closer to it, can I get another notice check from whoever is trying to keep an eye out on any changes? Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll do a notice check, even though Rob's probably going to get more than me. Well, I did just roll double explosions. So. And I rolled a four, so it's all you, buddy. Eight. Um, I, I got 18. <laughs> okay. That eagle um, eye is insane. Also, Rob, I mean, Magnus is probably spending some time just keeping up with the engine and the circumstances as well. Yeah. Um, Winnie, as you look out toward what you thought was less, you know, calmer seas in the center of that eye. It is so hard to tell how big it actually is. I think at first you thought maybe this was, I don't know, a few hundred yards or like maybe that's a mile. Maybe it's like eight feet. It's so hard to gauge distance even at the rate you've been moving. You see, it is not a, it is not a calm space. The air above it is calm like a drain going straight down you know hold on let me look at my spells really quick um so my immediate thought is like people can sometimes get drains to move faster whenever they do this with the water mm. you know but and I'm looking at my elemental manipulation spell and it, it's like Conjure a quart of water. Like, that's going to fucking yeah. help anything. A quart? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you want to try casting it to see what happens? Sure. I, I might ask for Magnus's help to do that, because I he probably I think he has that spell as well. Yeah. I think Winnie's going to come to you. Um, Magnus, you know that thing that happens when people need drains to drain faster? They kind of move their hand around the water to make more of a vortex? Uh, yeah, Magnus is, like, fiddling with some dials and, like, <laughs> screwing some things. Yes, of course, yes. And you can, you have elemental manipulation abilities, right? Uh, Magnus kind of looks at her and says, 
Yes, I can move elements around to a degree. Maybe we try that with our combined abilities just to kind of make this move faster and also maybe take a little bit of control over the situation. Are you proposing that we create a new vortex with our ship or are you saying that we no, speed up we, the vortex? We speed up the vortex to make the water it it's like a drain, right? Like the the it's whirlpooling it it I noticed that it's very drain-like in the in the middle of it all. So I feel like we might be able to speed it up with our combined abilities. Maybe. I don't know like this is a very strong spell for me, but I feel like if we could help each other out, maybe something could happen. Magnus kind of, like, takes off his goggles and looks at you, like, a little bit like a professor looking at a student that just proposed something, like, super, <laughs> like, insane. He says, do you know how many gallons of water are in just this part of the ocean? I know. I, like, it's it's a long shot, but if anyone could do it... It would be you and or me. <laughs> you and or me. <laughs> Love that confidence. <laughs> we might be the chosen one. <laughs> so, okay, let me just like, so two PowerPoints for elemental manipulation. I have 18 left. If I wanted to like upcast this nine, like, like by a, factor of nine and burn all of my powerpoints um i could yeah elemental manipulation is one point i have 10 powerpoints so. i have 18 left it's supposed to allow minor manipulation of basic elements of Normally, one like, quart of water <laughs> but I like mean, for story reasons it could work i because I could, we have an amazing gm it could work i think like what Magnus thinks is that if to, to attempt this, I would need basically all three of us to combine all of our magic mm. to allow him to, like, majorly manipulate this much water. Sounds like a challenge to me. You want to all use up all your PowerPoints on this? Yep. I'll no. burn them. <laughs> well, can I do, would it make a difference if I did all at one just in case somebody gets hurt? <laughs> Because I also have a sneaking suspicion that if we don't do something, we might be stuck in this world. That's just me being paranoid, but, like, I don't know. You I are... feel like I was given information, so I got to do something with it, you know? Well. Fair. Well. I'm down. <clears throat> all right. Um. I'm down for you guys expending all your resources right now. I think that's fun. <laughs> Hey, I have a bow and arrow I can always use. I have a mace. Is there any shot of a long rest once we get like down to where we're trying to go? Yeah, once you go down the drain into the bottom of the ocean, you want to take a nap? Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. That's up to your judgment. That sounds good to me. This would be... I, a... I do like deadass though... It, you should, if you use all of your resources on this thing, you should expect to face consequences 
that like like you will have the consequences of you no longer have resources and you're not guaranteed to get them back before you need them we do have resources we just don't have magic resources (laughs) so valid it's true and that's fair but like if you all spend all of your power points on this one specific effort i mean you will be rewarded for that because i wouldn't just be like and it's bad now and you're dead (laughs) but you will have the consequences of you used up all of your resources here are we down? Are we doing it? I'm down. You, Rob? You're the one where matter, magic matters most to you. So, like... It, it is there also any way that, it- like... I mean, like, is this going to be an all-or-nothing thing? Or, like, could I theoretically burn all of mine and they hold, like, half of theirs back? I, I would say it needs to be all-or-nothing per person. Okay. So, like... If Magnus wanted to sit out and Winnie wanted to give everything versus Arcos giving everything and like as long as each one of you commits or does not. Um we're we're kind of going beyond the rules as written here. Oh for you, sure. You don't say. This game <laughs> yeah. is this game is made for that though. Um so the way I'm essentially doing this is if your character wants to give everything, you can. Magnus would do it because I don't have any like healing spells. So like I'll become useless in I combat. Don't either. But um that's like the biggest thing for me is like my my really only damage source is gone. So I will be useless or have to rely upon my apprentice to protect me. Yeah, um, most of my spells are like pretty like support spells, like you know, just kind of like battlefield stuff, not like actual damage stuff. So like, I'm good with it too. I, I think I will spare three for a healing spell. It's either all or nothing. Yeah, all or nothing Milsa, I think I think if I think Winnie and Magnus should do it. All right, I was like, because we we do kind of need you. For for healing. Okay. I'll stay out yeah. of this one. You are... Yeah, the, the reasoning behind this is this is so far beyond the use of this spell within theme yeah. of this world. You can always push yourself farther. You are borrowing from something else. Right. You can't just kind of halfway kind of push yourself beyond your limits. Right, right. Um... Okay, well, if we want to do this, we'll have to do it right. Okay, so Magnus's first magical teacher, he, like, met in a bog, basically. He was a magical shaman named Talon, who his style of magic was... uh, Bog magic. Yeah, like, (laughs) druidic, more, like, nature-oriented. He did a lot of ritual magic. So Magnus is going to get deep in his bag and I think he's going to ask like Arcos to help him like clear an empty space where you can like draw a magical circle in the middle of the uh, craft. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Magnus is going to like pull out of his like bags um, some like nature ingredients. So I think he has like um, like bottled like rain that is like actively falling rain like in a glass jar and like um bottled rain is awesome 
<laughs> um, I think he has like an ever embering stick that is like constantly in a state of like half charred, half turning to ash, and a couple other nature based ingredients that he pulls out into this magical circle. Um, and I think he like pulls Winnie aside and says, If we do this, this is going to cost everything we have. We're going to be magically drained from this. Are you ready to commit that? I've lived most of my life without magic. Most of my abilities stemmed from when I met Envy and started going to the old fair. Um, I'm more worried about you. Are you ready to commit to that? Um, Magnus kind of like bobs his head back and forth and like looks at you seriously and set it and I think also like shoots a glance towards Julian who's I'm sure throwing up in the corner <laughs> power is not given to us to hoard it power is given to us to use it I agree You'll have to do all the heavy lifting from here on out, Arcos. I'm not going to be of much use after this, except as a brain floating in a body that can't do magic. So I guess, as useful as any random person, suppose. Um, You also hear Captain say, Hey, what did I tell you about casting spells on my ship? Uh, it's not uh, on your ship. Like we're going to be casting a spell like on the ship. What but it's are not, you like, doing? It's we're it's for the water. We're okay? casting. We're not we're not touching the ship. It's we're the, not touching the ship. We're just I, I, we're standing on what, the ship. I okay. I I understand that. I'm still have a vested interest in what's happening right now. We're going to use magic to speed up the flow of the water, so we're carried to the it's center. It's not quicker. moving fast enough for you. Well, we're sitting docks right now, in the middle of tumultuous waters. The quicker we can get to some place that isn't the direct waves of the storm, safer we'll be. I don't like it. But I won't stop you. There's a sense of adventure. We are in a little bit of a hurry. (laughs) Um, I think Winnie, at the same time, Magnus is preparing all of his ingredients and stuff um she no longer has her pin for her designated title obviously but i think she's going to hold on to the few artifacts that she has from old fair one of one of the main ones being the uh brooch that tanvi gave her and then also uh their envy and winnie's wedding rings i think those were also made in old fair um and then whatever weapons and other little doodad she has, just kind of holding them in her hands, feeling them, feeling that connection towards Olfair, even though it has been dwindling since she lost her title. But um, hoping that the spirit of Olfair can recognize that she has been making peace where she needs to make peace. She has been righting wrongs where she has needed to um, and holding on to that emotion, hoping that that will guide her through this magic. Okay. 
And you hold on. Oh, this is perfect. Okay. <laughs> You're holding on to that spirit. Um, Magnus, what does it look like for you to initiate the spell? I believe you're kind of casting it, and Winnie's sort of conduiting it. Uh, yeah, so Magnus is, like, in the center of the circle is, like, a bowl of water, and Magnus is going to, like, kneel on the outside of the circle with the other ingredients placed around uh, the outside, and he's going to, um, start a prayer. He's, uh, going to like move his hand in a swirling direction over the bowl of water and say hear me all seer serpent slayer master of my fate and of my time and of my will i call forth to you bring forth wind move the water send us down to the depths bring upon your magic and your might and through me grant something unseen and impossible and magnus is gonna cast the spell uh to make the water spin faster you cast what by all intents and purposes is a pretty elementary spell um elementary and elemental yeah Uh, (laughs) um with such a ferocious dedication that comes from a lifetime of practice. As you begin casting, Magnus, you spent so long, past several weeks, managing this engine. And quite a bit of that is watching and monitoring and fixing the flow of different magical energies as they combine in this almost indecipherable web to keep things functioning. In this instance, as you're ex- you and Winnie are both expending your own energy, in order to accomplish this, you need to draw from a much larger source. And you can see it clearly, just as clearly as you could see the engine itself. You can feel the wind moving through you and the water. And you look out at Winnie, and you don't see Winnie. You see an antenna. And you never noticed that aspect of Winnie for you can likely see sorts of auras and things around people in general. Um, but you're now noticing it and it doesn't feel new. It feels like something that's been at the periphery that you didn't know to look for. And you begin to open a valve into a font of magic that should kill you. More magic than this spell has ever summoned. You are breaking some sort of seal and some sort of contract that is presently rewriting itself in the nature of reality. And you need to direct it. Do you direct it to Winnie? So I'm like passing her the magic that I've accumulated or? Yeah, essentially you are you are pulling the magic from all of the sources and you are channeling it into something. You need a place to channel it into. Do you channel it through Winnie? What? Is that the only like obvious option into Winnie or as opposed to 
the bowl or like the ocean itself um i think in like the way it's sort of describing is you are taking all of your effort to pull the magic together gotcha it's that's all of your mind and you could try and just push it toward the ocean but you're not certain that you have the ability to both hold on and manage all of this magic and then also so clearly direct it into moving the ship or moving the water and moving the air all at the same time but in this is all happening in like a split second so just in an instinct as you have opened these floodgates that only you can see and feel and you look and you know you're inside the submarine but you're also in this sort of liminal space of magic where everyone's life force is a sort of being and you look toward Winnie's and it is a kind of antenna it feels like in that split second do you channel all of this magic more than you have ever held in your life into Winnie Oh, I hope this doesn't fry her brain. Uh, yeah, I think I have to. And in that split second, you funnel it toward her. And Winnie, it feels like being slammed into concrete. As you fall over, it feels like that because that's the same feeling it is to hit water from a far enough height. Then it's all around you. And your mind can't process the thoughts. Um, Magnus, you are blinded in every sense. Not, not, not permanently, don't worry. But like in the moment, in every sense by the magic that you are conducting you are not aware of anything happening to you or around you you are aware of the magic is here and it is going there and that is your entire being for this moment Arcos as you're watching this and when he falls you see her melt into water and gas and disappear and Winnie you don't see any of this because you are feeling everything so deeply you have barely had the presence of mind to hold a memory but weeks ago feels like only a moment and you had a body was looking out at the sky and thinking you were given feelings to experience that were not your own. And you have those feelings now, and they're not your own, but they are. And you don't have a body, but you do. And you feel yourself in the wind and the water. And there are these feelings that come into words that you can only half understand. You don't have a brain in the sense that you used to. 
The end after the end after the end after the end. The start before the start before the start before the start. The middle, the middle, the middle. All of these things, these concepts are cycling in you as the wind cycles around this whirlpool buffeting against the waves and you feel the ocean and you feel frustration and you feel like a ball bearing if you had a taut piece of fabric a ball bearing sinking pulling everything around it in some metaphysical sense you see a ship craft of some kind you know these these crafts they sail amongst you the air and the sea often you don't have a name for it you've never known but they are a part of you as everything that you pass through and everything that passes through you of aftos and autoros are and you feel that frustration you remember something pushing it down in this state there is a whirlpool there is a drain there is an irritating piece of sand in the mouth of a clam. What do you do? Um, I, I move them. I move the piece of sand. You push it. You smooth it in through the waves. You feel yourself anchored to it going to pull you down with it. What do you do with that anchor? I think I follow it. You follow it down. And you all on the ship, Arcos, Magnus, by now, the magic, you are no longer channeling the magic. Um, can you go ahead and give me a spirit roll? That's Magnus Anarchos or just Magnus? Oh, just Magnus. I mean, if Arcos wants to roll to not be shaken, you can do that. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> if I'm already not shaken. <laughs> I'm going to spend a Benny. <laughs> okay. Uh, seven to not be shaken. Okay, so with a seven... Um, the blast of magic kind of pushes you back. You're on your back on the floor. You don't see Winnie. You're still temporarily blinded. You don't know where the magic is coming from or going to, but whatever is happening is now happening on its own. And you feel the ship. Arcos, you feel a sudden jolt as the trajectory of movement makes a beeline curved straight toward the center, that whole uh, deep, clear. For a brief moment, you see the light of the sun 
reflecting on a blue sky above the eye. Ever so brief, as the ship turns and crests the edge of the drain and plunges to the anchor of the ship. More magic and power flowing through your consciousness than you could comprehend. Your mind, your sense of self is being spread so, so widely. Can you roll me a spirit check? God, I don't know if I've ever rolled spirit in my fucking life. Um... He just doesn't get shaken. Is the implication that, like, all of that power is from Magnus? Like, that's just what's... Or is there... No. Okay, so Magnus is channeling something besides his own power source. Yeah. Okay. I'm spending a Benny, just FYI. Okay. Um, eight. Okay. You feel a snap. And... Pain. A headache as your consciousness beginning to spread out through the cosmos, through Aftos and Autoros, begins to recoalesce, and you are experiencing again, and you are moving toward the ship in some way, across some plane, in some manner, and you are pulled back from the infinity into your body. Arcos, you see gas and a puddle of water begin to unmelt and reform into a very exhausted Winnie lying on the ground as you all plunge through deep, dark water that is pulling you down to wherever this whirlpool ends. 